Hello, and thank you for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If you enjoy this message, we invite you to check out River of Life live this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. Visit riveroflifefl.com for service times and directions. That's riveroflifefl.com. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. Well, good morning. Today is a day of celebration. You realize that? We'll we'll try that. Listen, I'm not celebrating about the game yesterday. I have a whole other celebration this morning. Today is a day of celebration, right? Today we are celebrating 16 years of being in the very center of Wakulla County. Do you realize River of Life is located in the geographical center of Wakulla County? But not only are we located in the very center of Wakulla County... The place where the dome sits is actually called the Morning Fields because long before we ever built this building, we would have people that would come over, not our church, another church, they would come over and they would mourn and cry and pray and beg the Lord on this property. So long before we ever stepped foot on this property, somebody had already cried over this property, they had already prayed over this property, they had already blessed this property. So we are sitting on some very hallowed ground. And it's such a blessing that we, as a church body, get to experience that known as River of Life. You know, this never would have happened unless there had been a vision. In fact, the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, what that word vision means is because everybody's got a vision. I mean, somebody's got a vision to build a big car lot, build a huge construction company. We all have visions. People have visions about their job. That's not the vision mentioned here. The vision here mentions revelation. So another way of putting it would be like this. Where there is no word from the Lord, the people will self-destruct and perish. I mean, that's a, kind of a common phrase of way of saying this. In other words, if if God does not have a vision instilled within your personal heart and life, you will implode. You will self-destruct and destroy yourself. That's why so many people today are struggling in life. They're going after one thing, after another thing, after another thing. is because they do not have a vision for the Lord. Do you realize the reason why so many churches today are closing their doors? is because their pastor, their staff, their congregation doesn't have a vision. They do not have a clear word from the Lord to say, this is what you need to do. So for those who may be new to River of Life, you may not even know what our vision is. And our vision goes way, way back when. So here is the vision for River of Life. It is reaching Wakulla County and the surrounding area with the gospel of Jesus Christ building a strong and stable church and helping people of all ages live victorious Christian lives. That is our vision. That vision will never change until Jesus comes back. It was instilled within our senior pastor many years ago. 
We have accepted it, we believe it, and we will eat, sleep, drink it, and live it till the day we die. We believe in reaching this county for Jesus Christ. But it never fails because when God gives you a vision, some things happen. A heavenly vision will always stretch you so that you can embrace more of the Lord. In other words, when God gives you a vision, it won't be something that you'll just immediately accept. God always has a way of stretching you, making you really think, making you really struggle. I mean, if you go back and look at the great men and women of the Bible... In fact, you can go back in Hebrews 11 and really look at it. Whenever God gave a man or a woman a vision in the Bible, it really, really stretched them. And the reason why it stretched them was because they had to have more room in their personal being, in their spiritual life, to accept more of the Lord. In other words, if you're never stretched in your faith, you won't be able to embrace more of the Lord. So in order for to have more of God, then God's got to have a little, a little more of you to be stretched so he can instill a little more in you. I'll never forget the first time that Brother Henry walked into my office and said, God's given me a vision to move to the center of county. What do you think? And it's amazing what the Lord will do with you. Immediately in my spirit, I knew that was the thing we're to do. And I said, I love it. I'm, I'm with you, Pastor. Wherever you go, I want to go with you. I, I wholeheartedly believe this. Well, you have to understand, he says, well, you may realize you'll have to work another job. I don't care. If this is God's vision for us, let's move forward. In fact, I had people try to talk me out of leaving, uh, leaving at that time River of Life and go with them rather than staying. But I knew the vision that God had placed upon my pastor. I knew the vision that he had given him. And I wholeheartedly supported him and believed him. Although it stretched us a little bit in a lot of, a lot of areas, I knew that's what we were supposed to do. Well, you have to understand, back in the 90s, the internet really wasn't popular. So it was hard because one of my responsibilities was, well, we need to find a building that we can move into that'll be cheap, and yet it'll make it work. Well, I'll never get the day after many, many months of researching and getting mailed that I found the sprung structure, the dome, the mosque, the tent, <laughs> the onion. The Hershey's Kiss. I heard one the other day. What was that? A, a glorified... It's a, Redneck Taj Mahal. Redneck Taj Mahal, somebody <laughs> called it the other day. And I'll never forget when I walked into Henry's office and I said, I have found the building we will put in the center of the county. And I laid that picture out on his desk. He said, Coburn, you have lost your ever-loving mind. We are not going to do that. I said, no, this is what God's put on my heart. And so we, at that time, the closest one around was in Jacksonville. And so we went over to Jacksonville. And when we saw it, we thought, yes, this is the building that will be for us. And believe it or not, this building is a landmark. People may not know River of Life, but when you tell them about the, the, the tan dome, the onion, the tent, the redneck Taj Mahal, everybody knows where it's at. Because it is a landmark. God has, God has blessed us. And as long as the air conditioner stays on, it won't collapse. No, I'm teasing. It won't. It's fine. Don't worry. It's going to stay up. But he has blessed us. But to build something as foreign as this in the middle of Wakona County stretched. It really stretched us. Well, let me give you probably the greatest stretching of all. Was that when 
it was so clear, and you're going to hear a little more about this in a second, that the Lord said, you're going to build an interdenominational, interracial church in the middle of the county. Because see, at that point in time, we were a single-race Southern Baptist church. And for us to go beyond that and do something like this would be only something God can do. Only God could do that. But in order for God to be able to do that, He had to stretch us in a lot of ways in order for this to happen. And if God never stretches you as a person, you will never grow in your faith. So, so let me give you an example to help you out. See, this is a balloon. And this, this balloon looks great, but the balloon has not really fulfilled its purpose until what? Until you blow it up. So in order to blow the balloon up, we have to do what? We have to stretch it. But when you stretch the balloon, it finally reaches the place where it's supposed to be. If God never stretches you, you will never be where he wants you to be. And so I want to encourage you this morning, as we move forward in the days ahead, we're going to be stretched. Welcome you being stretched. Because when you're stretched, then you will be what God designed you to be. If you get nervous, just exhale and wait on the Lord. It'll be okay. But this is the way it's supposed to be. When we move and breathe in the Lord, He will stretch us. But let me hear you how it really went, because I did not get the vision. He did. So why don't you share how the Lord stretched you in that area? Well, uh, thank you for that analogy. I was thinking about after my Thanksgiving meal, I felt a little bit stretched. (laughs) But I don't think that's the spiritual stretching he's talking about. Well, uh, some amazing things happened in our church. Some amazing spiritual things happened many years ago in another location. And, and that spiritual experience, as great as it was, led to a lot of turmoil That's right. and confusion. And you just need to understand, sometimes spiritual breakthroughs do not make for smooth sailing. Sometimes it gets rougher. Sometimes it gets more difficult. <clears throat> and it did with us. There was a lot of confusion. And I remember getting before the Lord and doing what we should all do when we don't know what to do. I said, Lord, I need some direction. I need some help. I need some insight. I'm the pastor of the church, and I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix the problem. I don't know how to get us going in the right direction. And one day, after weeks of praying, the Lord gave me a crystal clear word that he wanted us to move to the center of the county and start an interdenominational, interracial, spirit-filled church in the geographical center of Wakala County. And if you look at a map of Wakala County and put a pin right in the middle, that's where we are. God already had it planned. He, he, He already had it designed. Well, I shared it with the leadership of the church and they did not receive it very well. And then I shared it with my wife. And my wife said, do you really think we can do this? And I remember telling her, no. The only thing I know is, is that's what God told me to do. Amen. When you attempt something that you don't think you can do, but you do it anyway because you know God told you to do it, that's faith. Amen. That's faith. One more time, when you attempt something that you don't think you can do, but you do it anyway because you know God told you to do it, then that's faith. And that's what, 
God was calling us into, a walk of faith. I heard somebody say one time that you'll never know what God can do until you attempt something you can't do. That's right. And that's, that's where, where God had us. Now, learn something about a vision. And that is when God speaks to you and you get a vision, it's exciting. It's thrilling. But don't expect other people to be as thrilled as you are. <laughs> and, and, and I learned this, you have to slow down. When you get a vision, if it involves other people and you share that vision with other people, you have to be patient. You have to give them time to get before the Lord. You have to give them time to hear from the Holy Spirit. You have to give them time for God to confirm it in their hearts. And that's exactly what we did. We slowed everything down, and little by little, leadership caught the vision. And here we are 16 years later in the geographical center of Wakala County. We are debt-free. We're worshiping our Lord. We're celebrating our faith. We're leading people to Christ. We're baptizing them. And we're making disciples in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I tell you, the whole experience has stretched us. It may not look like it now, but those of you who were here in the early days, we were out on faith. Chuck was right. The staff, we all agreed that we would become bivocational. We never did have to do that. But we would become bivocational. We would get full-time jobs and we would pastor uh, on the weekends if that's what God required uh, of us. It stretched us. And one more thing before I turn it back over to Pastor Coburn. It was not my vision. I was just the delivery boy. I'm convinced that had there been another pastor, God would have spoken to that pastor. Uh, the message was for the church. And I was the delivery boy. And God gave me the vision, and I shared it with the church, and the vision was for the whole church. It was not something for me to carry out on my own. That would have been absolutely impossible. But I, I do want to say this to you. When God speaks to you and God gives you a word, no matter how intimidating it may be, if God gives it to you, he'll do something with it. When God guides, he provides. Come on, Brother Coburn. Amen. Well, not only will that vision stretch you, but that vision will also take you to destinations you'd never reach alone. In fact, a heavenly vision, a word from the Lord will take you to a destination you would never, ever reach alone. You know, the Bible's pretty clear in Amos 3.3. It says, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? In other words, we have to agree to go somewhere. And our agreement many years ago, was that we were going to reach the very center of this county and we were going to reach this county with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We agree on that. And that's not only our vision now, it should be your vision. Say, I want to be a part of a church. I want to be a part of a ministry that has such a heart for its neighbors across the street, its neighbors down the road, that we will make sure that they know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. See, that's our vision. That's our heart is to reach the center of this county, to reach the people of this county. And it was many, many years ago that you preached the message called Get on the Bus. <laughs> and that basic message was that we were going in a direction. And we've had people come on a River of Life and say, hey, have you ever thought about this? Hey, have you ever thought about that? And we say, well, thank you for bringing those to mind. We'll pray about that. But this is our vision. This is our heart. Our heart is Wakulla County and the surrounding areas. That's our heart. And it's our desire that many and every people in this county will know Jesus. 
And because we have grouped together as a family, because we are a family, we're accomplishing things we could never accomplish all by ourselves. And not only are we winning this county to Jesus, and we're, we're not there yet. We're, we've got a lot of work to do. But we're doing our best at the moment to get there. But we're doing a lot of things in other areas of life that you don't realize. For instance, like we've got a couple in our church that make crosses. That's their ministry. And these crosses have gone all over the world. Because, see, they understand the ministry of Jesus Christ, and we understand their ministry, so we empower them and help them to do their ministry. We've got Bibles that are all over the world. I forget the thousands of Bibles now that we have sent all over the world. We do mission trips all over the world. We've got men and ladies in this church that right now do ministries in prisons. Because, you see, River of Life is just not in the four walls. We go outside these walls, and we minister to people. We've done ministries in kenya we've got people to go to kenya to train people on how to minister isn't that exciting because we understand the gospel of jesus christ is for everybody we believe that god has given us a vision to impact our world and that's what we want to do we want to impact our world so let me just do this if you have been impacted by river of life you've been saved we have, you have been delivered from drugs or alcohol. You have found your spouse here, whatever. If River Life has impacted your life, I mean, it's really transformed and changed it. Would you stand? Thank you. Now we hope because of the impact it's had on your life, you will now begin to impact the lives around those around you. Our desire is not to do this alone, and we can't do it alone. As Pastor Henry just said, it's not his vision. It's our vision, and we want it to be your vision. We want you to be excited to tell somebody, hey, I want you to come to church with me. Man, you're going to meet Jesus. You're going to meet people who love you. Your life's going to be changed. Man, God's going to give you a, a, a plan for life. It may be a little rough at first, but he's going to carry you and you're going to do a great work. That's what we want. And that's what our desire is to empower you and enable you to live out the gospel of Jesus Christ when you go to school, when you go to work, when you go home, so that people will know there's been a change in your life. And you can't do this on your own. It's very clear in the very first chapter of the Bible, God says it's not good for man to be alone. God understood that we can't do this individually. He also says in the New Testament, when Jesus sent out disciples, how many did he send them out? Two by? Because he realized you would need an encourager. You would need somebody to encourage you, somebody to correct you, somebody to help you, somebody to steer you back on the right path. We need each other. And so as a family, we are not a church. We are a family. And we believe in taking care of the family. We, we take care of people all the time financially. We want to take care of people spiritually. We want to help you any way we can. But now that you are a part of the family, we want you to do the same. We want you to encourage others. We want you to help each other out. Because that's how we're going to make a difference in our world. Because a heavenly vision will take you to a destination. You'll never be a reach alone. Third, a heavenly vision will also empower you to grow and become mature in your faith. You realize without a word from the Lord, you're never going to mature as a Christian. 
Do you realize if you're not spending time alone with the Heavenly Father, you're not going to mature as a believer. And getting a word from the Lord and living that out will mature you. River of Life has been in existence now for 16 years. Well, a little over 16. We, 1997 was our official start date, so it's been 22 years. But we've been here for 16. And boy, have we seen some doozies in our day. We've made some mistakes, no doubt. We're growing. <laughs> We're growing in the Lord as a church. We're growing in the Lord as a staff. We're growing in the Lord as a body of believers. We haven't made it yet. <laughs> As Paul so clearly stated, you know, this one thing I haven't apprehended. We haven't apprehended our maturity, and we probably never will. But we're striving to do that very thing because we want to become mature in the faith so that God can use us more and more and more as the day goes on. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 probably says it the best. Now these are gifts of Christ gave to the church apostles the prophets the evangelists and the pastors and teachers their responsibility is to equip god's people to do his work and build up the church see it's our job as pastors and as staff to equip you so that you can do the work of the lord and build up the church see it's we want you to be involved in this ministry we want you to have the vision to reach Wakulla County and the surrounding areas. This, this is what it's all about. This is who we are. If somebody ever asks, what is River Life all about? You say, well, I can tell you what we're all about. We're all about reaching souls for Jesus in Wakulla County and the surrounding areas. That's what we're about. And that's what we're going to do. Our job is to build each other up so we, can, so we can grow. Then it says, this will continue until we come to such unity in our faith. And church, it is so pleasing to be in a church that we are unity, that we love the Lord together, we serve the Lord together, we cry together, we laugh together. That's who we are. We are a family. And why? So the knowledge in the God's Son that we will mature in the Lord. Our desire is that we will mature in the Lord. Sure, you're going to make mistakes when you're growing. I've made mistakes growing, and I'm still going to make mistakes growing in the Lord. But my desire is I want to be mature in the Lord. I want to become a responsible adult, Christian adult so that God can use me in a mighty way. God sent you here, not just so that you could enjoy wonderful worship, wonderful preaching, and wonderful handshakes and, and hugs. God sent you here so that He could grow you spiritually. God sent you here so that He could save you from the enemy. God sent you here so that He could build you up to not only encourage those around you, but impact your world. God wants to mature you in your faith so that when we talk about what's going on at River of Life, you go, you know what, I'm doing that. You know what, this is what I'm doing at River of Life. This is what I'm doing outside of River of Life. This is how I'm impacting God's kingdom. This is what my Heavenly Father told me to do this morning, and this is what I'm doing today. God wants to mature us. We're only 16 years old. So for those of you who are a lot older than 16, you know we're just beginning. For those of you who are like 12 and 11, it'll get there one day. 16 comes, don't worry. It'll be there. It's okay. But God is growing us in our faith as a church. God is growing your staff in our faith as believers so that we can do what God has called this church to do. And I'll just share the vision with you again. 
we are reaching Wakulla County and the surrounding area with the gospel of Jesus Christ, building a strong and stable church and helping people of all ages to live victorious Christian lives. That is what we are about. And as we grow in our personal life and as we grow in this church's life, that will always be at the forefront of our mind. And there's a lot more coming in the days ahead. But before I share that, I'm going to let Pastor Henry talk. Well, the, the growing and maturing process really began uh, at the very beginning for me. And so, so what I'm about to share with you is just kind of a testimony that backs up what Pastor Coburn has already shared with you. But uh, this is something I learned. Don't ever let godly people take the place of God in your life. I want to say that one more time. And you might want to write this one down and remember it. Don't ever let godly people take the place of God in your life. You see, when the Lord gave me this vision, and when I knew that the Lord had spoken to me about an interdenominational, interracial, spirit-filled church in the geographical center of Wakulla County... Uh, one of the first things that I did is I, I went and shared it with, and you were with me when we did this, but I went and shared this vision with a group of godly men. And I really want to emphasize this. They were truly godly men. And I love those men, and I respect those men to this very day. And they are the kind of men that I would go to if I needed counsel. And so I went to these men, and I shared the vision with them. And when they heard me out, one of the men spoke on behalf of all the other men. They were all in agreement. And this is what I was told. They said, Pastor Jones, we love you. And this church has almost been destroyed. And if you do this thing, you will completely destroy it. That was what I heard. And I walked out of that room that day absolutely crushed. And under my breath, I whispered these words. I'm ashamed of what I'm about to tell you, but I whispered these words. I will never mention it again. I'll not say another word. And for a full year, I never mentioned the vision. I never mentioned it from the pulpit. I never mentioned it to my family. I never mentioned it to leadership. I buried it. I abandoned the vision. And a year later, I was driving back from South Florida. I was by myself. And, and you know, when you're in the car by yourself, uh, you can do some real serious praying. And I was praying and singing and, and worshiping the Lord. And all of a sudden, the presence of God just filled the car. And I knew God was in the car with me. And I began to, to weep and to cry. And believe it or not, I started praying the same prayer I'd prayed a year before. Lord, what do you want me to do? Just tell me what you want me to do. Just show me. Lord, I can't lead this church if you don't lead me. Tell me what I need to do. Please, God, I beg you, tell me what I need to do. How can I lead this church? And friends, I heard these words. I don't know if it was an audible voice. I don't know if it was in my head or in my heart. But I heard these words, and it was crystal clear. These are the words I heard. I don't have a plan B for you. 
By the way, I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but God doesn't have a plan B. He doesn't have to have a plan B. He's a sovereign God. And immediately I knew what God was saying, and I stopped crying. It was almost like I sobered up. I stopped crying, and I knew God was saying to me, a year ago I gave you a vision. A year ago I told you what to do. And you let some godly men take that away from you. Now listen to me carefully, friends. Godly people giving godly counsel is as biblical as it gets. The Bible teaches there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. If you don't have some godly counselors you can turn to, you need to find you some. I do. I talk to them on a regular basis. Every week of my life, I'm consulting godly counselors, asking them about Scripture, asking them about different things. We need godly counselors. But when Almighty God speaks to you, and you get a word from God, or you get a vision from God, don't you let anybody take that word away from you. Nobody. Nobody. And I knew God had given me a word, and I let some people take it away from me. I knew God was saying, you allowed godly men to take my place. You allowed the words of godly men to be stronger in your life than my words. And right there in that car, I could take you to the place on the interstate where I was. I began to repent. I asked God to forgive me. And we're talking about growing up now. We're talking about maturing in the faith. I asked God to forgive me, and I made a promise right then. I said, God, I'll never do this again. I said, when you give me a word, I'll never let anybody take it away from me again. And I drove back into Walcola County. I went straight to the church. Diane is not here. She's with her father at the hospital. But I got Diane and Chuck and, and uh, other staff members. I think uh, uh, Callie and Rocky. Uh, and, and anyway, I got the staff together and we went down to the fellowship hall and I said, guys, uh, and I told them the whole story. I said, we're going to the center of the county. And somebody said, how are we going to do that? And I said, I don't have a clue, but we're going to the center of the county. And I want to tell you, I never stopped talking about it. When I went home, I told my wife, we're going to the center of the county. I told leadership, we're going to the center of the county. When people would question me about it, I'd say, I don't know. And by the way, if God says you're going to do something, you don't even have to know how you're going to do it. If God says you're going to do it, you're going to do it. And you just believe Him. And I'd have people say to me, and I was bold. I, I was no longer intimidated. I, I had several people say to me, Pastor, I love you, but I'm not going to the center of the county with you. And I'd say, I love you, and it's all right, but I'm going to the center of the county. And uh, it, it, was, uh, it, it was exciting because, because I was growing in grace. And to this very day, I can tell you, when God speaks to me, I love you guys, but when God speaks to me, I get hard-headed. I get stubborn. I get tenacious. And, and because I can almost promise you that if God speaks to you and gives you a word, somebody's going to try to talk you out of it. And it might even be a godly man. By the way, let's throw this in. I'm, would you say Simon Peter was a godly man? Led 3,000 to the Lord, didn't he? And on one occasion, Jesus looked at him and said, get behind me, Satan. See, 
See, godly people are needed and necessary, but godly people are not God. We have to let God speak to us. All right, brother. You better come, you better come back before I get carried away here. As many of you have already experienced, this is a place for the first time when you walked in, you knew this was home. You could feel the presence, you could feel the power and the love of Jesus Christ, and it impacted your life in such a way. But see, that presence and that power just didn't come from just casual prayer. It came from men and women who pray daily. It comes from people who go after the Lord daily. And we do that so that we can truly impact our life. We do not want you to ever walk in this place and just think it was just a, a show and something, to, a spectacle to put on. We want you to come in and encounter the Lord Jesus Christ in a way that when you walk out, you'll say, I'm going to carry that for the rest of my life. And uh, I want to read you a quote out of a dear friend, Keith Collins. Uh, I read his book this past weekend, powerful book. And this is what Keith says. Spiritual sleepiness is a state wherein one has knowledge about God, but lacks God himself. Wherein one has the outward display of religion, but no inward burning passion for Christ. Spiritual sleepiness, spiritual sleepyheads are marked by their dullness. They live in close proximity to God, but have no sensitivity to God's heart. You will never, ever as long as your staff lives, experience that here. We will never ever be politically correct. We will be theologically and godly correct. We're going to share the love of God with you. We're going to tell you when you're right. We're going to tell you when you're wrong. We're going to praise the Lord unashamedly. We're going to clap. We're going to scream. We're going to shout because our Bible tells us to do that. And that's why you came here, because when you walked in that door, you knew that there was a life-changing experience awaiting for you, and that's why you're here, right? So let's never, ever forget that. Come expecting. Come bringing friends and family and workers and school friends. I want you to come where you can have a life-changing experience. And I know you're going to get it at River of Life because my pastors love the Lord. They preach the gospel. And that's what you need to know. Our worship leader loves the Lord. Preach just wholeheartedly. I mean, think about that. Her mother was a part of the vision. She now leads worship. And now her children are ingrained in this church. That's the way it's supposed to be. One generation after another generation after another generation. We are about reaching Wakulla County and the surrounding area with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Building a strong and stable church. And helping people of all ages to live out victorious Christian lives. That is our heart. We want that to be your heart. And we want you to live that out so that when you get before the Lord in the morning, He will give you a name of a person so that you can reach them and you can impact your life. We're not really worried about River of Life growing. We want this church to grow. What we really want is the kingdom to grow. We want our kingdom to grow. We want God to be pleased with His people. Amen? So as the year closes out, I want to encourage you we're celebrating sweet 16 but we've only scratched the surface you hold on to your hold on tight because in the next 16 years you're going to see god move in such a way in this church it will blow your mind after all that's what he wants to do 
We've seen people healed. We've seen people saved. We've seen marriages put back together. We've seen lives changed. Why? Because that's what our Father wants to do. That's what He's all about. He is in the life-saving reconciliation business, and that's what He wants to do in your life, and that's what He wants to do in my life. And listen, this is our vision. How are we going to reach that vision? Well, Journey 600 is where we're at. And beginning in a few short weeks, you're going to hear more about Journey 600. Our pastor has a wonderful vision in this, and we want you to be a part. After all, this is not our church. It's your church. This should be your church. When you talk about River of Life, it shouldn't be their church. It should be my church. This should be my church. This is my home. This is where I get fed spiritually. This is where I want to feed people spiritually. This is where people bless me. I want to bless people. This is where I help people, and this is where people help me. I want, listen, if you discovered a gold mine with unending gold, you would tell all your friends about it. Listen, I know you're broke. I got just the place you need to go. Listen, you got friends that are struggling. You need to tell them about River of Life because I promise you they will find Jesus here. We are in the life-changing business. And this morning in closing, I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you. As we celebrate 16 years in this county, I want to encourage you, get on board with us. Make this your vision. So in the next 16 years, your children, your grandchildren, your great-great-grandchildren will be talking about the great things God not only did in their lives, but in the lives of those around us. And the reason why that's going to happen is because we are going to stick to the Holy Spirit's plan for our life, and that is reaching souls for Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Yeah, and I want to I follow up on this. Uh, this is so sad, but all across our nation, churches are caving. Churches are compromising. Churches are embracing and even proclaiming things that are not biblical. And that breaks my heart. But I want to tell you, the leadership in this church, and I'm not just talking about the staff, I'm talking about our board. We've made a commitment that we will never, ever do that. We will never do that. We believe the only way of salvation is through Jesus Christ. By grace, through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We believe that's the way you get saved. We believe the way you live is you live by the Bible. If the Bible says it's wrong, it's wrong. If the Bible says it's right, it's right. And we are sticking to that, and we're never going to change. And we've even said this. We'd rather have a church of 100 people who are following the teachings of the Bible than to have a church of 1,000 people who are compromising the Word of God. We're not going there. And so I just want to tell you, thank you, Pastor Coburn. You did an excellent job. Thank you for presenting... Thank you again for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today or you need someone to pray with you, then please let us know. You can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email to info at riveroflifefl.com. We also encourage you to visit River of Life this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. 
For more information, visit us at riveroflifefl.com.